The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at theeppodcast.com. Bellying up to the nine-foot homemade oak bar. Pour yourself a cold one. Another week in Evergreen Park as the weather continues to get better. All brought to you by the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. Hannah, I went over to my old bank and this big corporate behemoth that is on 95th Street in Oak Lawn. And I'm not going to get into the name of it, but they aggravated me so much over the last couple of months. I have been hearing about it. Every time I tried to contact them, I had to go through Twitter to get a phone number so I could call somebody because they don't put the phone number on their website. It's like an airline. That's ridiculous, okay? And then when I show up with an appointment, just the other day, I show up with an appointment. I have to go online. I have to schedule an appointment. I have to wait a week to get in there to get an appointment. A week get, to get into a local branch? Right. And I go in there, and there's three people that cut me off who don't have appointments, <laughs> okay, that they take in front of me. And it finally goes, well, who are you waiting for, sir? I'm like, anybody. I've had an appointment here for the last 20 minutes. Then they finally sit me down. I'm closing the account because I'm really dissatisfied with them. They never even ask why I'm leaving. They don't even <gasps> care. After 45 oh, no. minutes of closing the account, I go over to the First National Bank of Evergreen Park with the remainder of the money I'm taking out of that account to put in my new one. I walk in. I don't have my deposit slips. I don't have any of the things I need except for the check. As I walk in, there's not one teller station like in the corporate bank. There's four of them open. I walk in. Two people waved to me as I walk in the door. I walk in with no line. I say, I don't even have my deposit slip. They look up all my account stuff and just deposit the thing. I'm in and out in like 90 seconds. With a smile, all right? <laughs> Listen, I'm going to tell you something right now. Every once in a while, it matters that the place that you go and you do your business, even if it's your personal business where you have an account, it matters that they know who you are and you don't have to put up with just corporate crap. That's the only way I can describe it, okay? First National Bank of Evergreen Park. Check them out today. Visit bankevergreenpark.com. Schedule some time with a banker and tell Danny Roselle over there that I said hi. He loves it when I give him a shout out. This is the EP Podcast and we continue on right now. John Brand's up next. A pitcher of beer, a pitcher of beer. Let's order another pitcher of beer. That pitcher of beer should come over John Brand's down here with us. I'm so excited. He's, you know, he's, he's he over there. goodies. As, as, as I start talking, he's over there. Like, he's he's on his phone. He's getting ready to put together another great social media post. I like know, he's, their Instagram he's the feed is master of Instagram. Is it, is it weird for you that your Instagram skills are on par with a 15-year-old girl? Which is a good thing, but it's like you and 15-year-old <laughs> girls a bit with the filters. Elevated and, from a 15-year-old. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> I, don't know I don't know what to say to that. Uh <laughs> I'm just glad people people find it compelling and enjoy it, and we uh, we take that seriously. And we put a lot of effort into it. Yeah, it, it's really neat. And you know what? I, I think it draws people to you because you just make it look so cool going to Open Outcry. And then when you show up, you're not really disappointed because it's a cool place to go hang out. It Under- looks like how you portray it. Oh so. yeah, it's right over there at 109th and Western. You can't you can't miss them there. Right there in the middle of the block. They, they're going to have the upstairs, I think, open in the next week or so. You're looking you you're looking for a crane, but very soon, John, you're going to have those big giant bills. It's my fault. We put the EP podcast 
lodge up on the top of the roof, and now we can't figure out how to get it off the roof. I need a crane. Yeah, it, it needs I need a, crane. a crane. Anybody it's, got a crane? Yeah, get the guy a crane. There's got to be a crane on the south side. There's always a guy There's who knows a, a guy, guy that has a crane. Somebody needs to fill this void and open up an on-demand crane service. <laughs> New business idea. The, the crane is supposed to be coming this weekend. So once the crane arrives and right. lifts, lifts the cabins off the roof, uh, hopefully we can get this thing open by early to mid next week. That's awesome. That's very exciting. Meanwhile, you have a couple of brand new beers. And I, I have a few things I want to talk to you about today. But before we even talk about what I want to talk about with you, why don't we try the first one here? And you brought a black IPA. Is black, that correct? That's correct. I've oh, never heard of that. You've never heard of a black IPA? No. Right. You know, I'm new. You've been educating me. You got me hooked on IPAs. I have never heard of a black IPA. All right, Hannah Montana, let's talk about a black IPA. Hannah Louisiana. I- <laughs> Hannah Louisiana. Let's talk about a black IPA. Um, all right, so a black, a black IPA. The, the style is relatively new. In fact, it wasn't even formally recognized by beer style governing bodies up until about four or five years ago. Hold on a second. Wait, wait, wait. Stop right there. There's That's a governing true. body there's of governing, beer? There's multiple governing bodies. Really? That, that in, in the United States that define beer styles. And the reason that's important is because breweries like to compete and put their beers against other, other breweries. And they get judged every year in, in um, festivals such as the Great American Beer Festival, for example. So, And if you disobey the governing body, what, like Beer Team 6 comes and they hit you with a sniper's <laughs> bullet? Like, how does that work? <laughs> well, what they do, they define what a beer style is in this country. Okay. So when you go to competition, if you're a brewery and you go to competition with a beer, your beer that you're submitting for that particular category has to fit within the style guidelines for that style. And then that's how we decide whether or not brewery A is making the best IPA in the country versus brewery B. Okay. All right. I understand that. So this, this, what is this style? How does this come about? So a black IPA is uh, an IPA. It's an India pale ale. It's heavily hopped. It's bitter. It has a ton of hops that will bring uh, all those different types of notes that you would expect in an IPA, whether it be citrus uh, or um, uh, spicy notes or floral notes. And the black IPA is no different. What makes a black IPA unique is the the grain that you use. You're using roasted grains that will bring full-bodied sweetness uh, and roasted sweetness into an IPA that you wouldn't expect if you're drinking like a West Coast IPA uh, or a New England style IPA. So it's more full-bodied. It's it's uh, more roasty roasty notes and characters in it, but then bringing all that all that bitterness with it. Uh, so if a lot of people like to say this that a black IPA is nothing more than a heavily hopped porter, for example. That's probably not too bad of a uh, of an analogy. I guess so. That, that would make a little bit of sense. When I'm sitting here drinking it right now, that would make a little bit of sense. I, I guess you can you can feel the 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 roastiness yeah, of a porter, but still, roast. I I it feels more like an IPA than it does a porter. This sure. is how serious the beer community takes beer styles. So yeah. four or five years ago, when they were deciding whether or not to add this as an official style category. This style originated from the Northeast, so out of Oregon and Washington State. And the people from the uh, West Coast were dead set on this beer being called a Cascadian Dark Ale. The rest of the country wanted to call it a Black IPA, just to keep it simple. And this created conflict in the... A war almost broke out. <laughs> that's what you're telling me. A war almost broke community. out. Right. And it ended up becoming a Black there were, IPA. There were, and there were catapults that were set up with empty kegs, or maybe not... Not full cakes. You don't want to waste the beer, but I just imagine kegs being launched across a battlefield at each side. The conflict was real. A lot of right. feelings were hurt. A lot of tears were shed. And there's still a lot of people that will not call this a black IPA. They call really? it Cascadian. They're holdouts. They're holdouts. Like the South. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Uh, we brewed this beer a few times. The last time we did it was in, two, in 2008 when Bitcoin was probably about 60% less in value than it is right now. Um, I love this beer. I love this beer style. Bitcoin reached around 50, it's over $50,000 now. So I told or asked Will, our head brewer, if he could brew Bitcoin again. And all of your stuff is financially based, like the names of all of your different yeah, beers. So that's where that comes from. And I, first of all, I, I really like it. I like black IPAs. Today, I heard that you were bringing it over. I mentioned it uh, to Hannah and to my wife, and they looked at me like, you've had a black IPA before? I'm like, yeah, I've, I've seen these before. They're rare. You don't find them. I think the fact that you're making one is enough for any beer drinker to want to run out to open outcry and try your version of it. What do you because think? Because they're hard to find. If, what do you I, think, if I can say, okay, so by looking at it, I'm not going to lie. I looked at it. I said, oh my God, you know, that looks a little dark for my taste. It looks like it might be a little bitter. And then I, I took a sip. It tastes like an IPA. Don't be turned off if you see that it's it's really dark. It almost looks like almost like a, a light colored stout. I don't know. But it tastes like an IPA. And and I like it. I like that the you get that roastiness with it, with the citrus. And uh, we dry hopped this beer, too. We dry hopped it with Amarillo and Simcoe hops, which are bringing a floral spicy uh bouquet in the nose i know chris you like it when i talk that way when you when you start talking technical beer stuff it gets me all hot and bothered so i appreciate it <laughs> hot and bothered <laughs> it's also it's also 6.7 percent. so be careful with this i too. like that as well Sip but that 6.7 percent that doesn't even scare me anymore i was going to bring this up to you before we get to the next beer i went and uh took a journey to the end of the dixie highway brewery trail and i wanted to mention this just so you could talk a little bit about the trail real quick with me but I went all the way to the end of it to Crete at Evil Horse. Mm-hmm. And that's a long journey. Yeah, good people down there. They too. are really nice people. Yep. They, they had stuff down. They had some crazy beers down there that were like 11, 12% Irish ales. And I was like, geez, these guys, like, you need to take a car to there and be- you need a driver the, if you're going to Crete. If, that was if, my thing. If, if people from Evergreen Park haven't made the trip down to Crete to drink at Evil Horse, they should give it a shot. The brewer down there, his name is Steve Camp. And Steve Camp is what you would expect a brewer to look like. Right. He said, that's exactly what he is. Right. Then they finally figured it out because they've started to put a cartoon of his face. Yes. On all of their merchandise. They finally figured out like the thing that sells them the most is the fact that their brewer looks like a brewer. He looks like a brewer. He's like exactly what you would think yes. he would be. So, so anyway, but the reason I brought it up was you're part of the trail. Have you noticed that people are popping in more who are actually doing the trail now as the world yeah. is opening up? Yeah. Well, the trail the trail started about two years ago. I would maybe a year before uh, the pandemic. And uh, it brought a lot of foot traffic. It brought a lot of interest on the south side to not only the 10 or 11 breweries and one distillery, There's by the way. There's a distillery on there, too. Thor- yep, yeah. that's right. Thornton distiller- uh, Distilleries on there. Uh, brought interest and in, in attention to those, uh, to those breweries. But it also um, gave people on the south side and an opportunity or a reason to maybe try beers that they hadn't drank before right. so it's been it's uh it's been good for uh not only driving foot traffic to each of our brewery locations but also uh getting people involved and interested in craft beer that may not have been before have you ever done the whole thing in one shot well i'm day? friends with everybody on the trail so no I'm no, in, no but if you've done it all in one shot no like i would not recommend See, doing I've that done it. i've you done did, it in, in one day, day. Oh, yeah, yeah okay. in one day i had we, did, I, we had a bus yeah we got a bus <laughs> okay. i made sure somebody <laughs> was driving me but i did the whole thing in okay. one day which was amazing yes I have a designated driver but do it sometime yes. you know that's the whole thing you know i mean like that's why right now buses they cost a little bit of money i'm teaching my 15 year old how to drive once she gets to be 16 
I can do the trail whenever I want to. I'm just going to drag her along, <laughs> and she's my driver. That's it's, how this works. It's a fun trip. It start uh, on the northern part of the uh, Dixie Highway, which is old Western and Old Western Avenue, stretching all the way south. Uh, you start at Horse Thief, then you hit Open Outcry, then you hit Blue Island Beer Company, and you make your way down the trail, and you hit places like Rabbit and One Trick Pony and Thornton Distilling and uh, Evil Horse. I'm, I may be missing one. There's a few of them. Yeah, Flossmore Station. Flossmore Station, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. Flossmore Station, by the way, is an OG brewery on the south side of Chicago. I mean, they've been open for, they've been, are they 20 years? It's so interesting They've been around for a long time. It's such an interesting place. It it's a, it's an interesting caboose. trip to take that, and, and it's something to check out. But of course... There's always my favorites on the trail. You're one of my favorites, and I can't wait to try this spicy beer that's coming up here later on on the EP Podcast, found everywhere podcasts can be found, and always at the eppodcast.com. It is now time for your EP Podcast Word on the Street, brought to you by... Tom Walsh of Edward Jones Financial, right up there at 111th and Kedzie on the corner. You can't miss him. Tom's my guy. He takes care of all of my future planning when it comes to my finances for the house. Give him a call today, 773-779-0023. The Evergreen Park Farmers Market is back. It opened up last Thursday. It'll be back again this Thursday and every Thursday through October, 7 a.m. until 1 p.m. You get out there. They got local farmers that come in from farms right around this area. Fresh produce. There are folks that have organic honey. Flowers you can buy to put around your house. Grab lunch out there. There's a couple of great vendors and so much more. There is always something going on at the Farmer's Market, Yukich Field, 89th and Kedzie, 7 a.m. to 1 p.m. each and every Thursday. Questions or more information can be obtained by calling 708-422-8776. Recreation Department is registering people for all their different camps and sports and activities for the summer, 3450 West 97th Street. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. and Saturdays until noon. From sports to day camps to color guard, I saw some science activities in there. They got everything. Go check it out. If you need more information, you want to see the full list of activities available to you, go to evergreenpark-ill.com. By the way, remember they had that boil order at the back end of last week. It only affected a couple of blocks of Evergreen Park. A great explanation on our previous show. When the weekend update came out on Friday, I was able to share some information with everybody about what I learned when it comes to Evergreen Park's water and why we weren't affected by what was going on in Beverly and the surrounding area to Evergreen Park. That's your EP podcast, Word on the Street. You can find that previous episode in every episode of the EP podcast everywhere podcasts can be found and always at the eppodcast.com i uh coached another t-ball game i'm coaching t-ball for the epbc my son nicholas is on there and i got i i suckered myself into this feeling like i had to coach one of his teams because i coached the other kids in other sports as they were getting older now i have two teenagers who tonight i actually caught dropping f-bombs when they thought there were no adults in the house because like, that's how you teenagers never talk. Did that, right, I know. That's how I talked when I was a teenager. You I, did oh, it. you know what I did? You know what I did? I just yelled, hey! And there was nothing but silence. And then all of a sudden they were like, Dad? And I'm like, Yeah, I'm in the house. Wait till I'm not in the house. I don't want to hear that in my house. It's disrespectful. Like, you know, I know I was swearing when I was a teenager, but I didn't do it when my parents were around. They didn't think I was around. They you could tell there was a proper amount of shame for it. 
And then they, they, they won't do it again. Amount yeah, they, 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 proper, proper amount of shame. Proper amount of shame. There's a proper amount. Anyway, we're getting off the topic here. Okay. Sorry. The T-ball thing. T-ball. I had a day last week where it was going to rain. It was last Monday. And I had T-ball. And all weekend long, I was like, I'm not going to have to coach T-ball. This is great. Like, I like doing it. But I could do a few less games. Because... The kids aren't listening. They don't know what they're doing. And it's like herding cats. They're not, you know, it's not really sports. It's more like daycare. It's like, it's an hour for like grandparents to take pictures of their kids as they run around the bases in the wrong direction. Pick you know? their noses. Exactly. Yeah. Play with dirt, everything else like that. <laughs> so you're trying to teach them something, but there's no way you can control them all no. because they, they haven't learned that they're yet. five. And I'm, not, and I'm not a teacher, so I don't know how to deal with kids that are little. So I'm kind of praying for rain and <laughs> all day long, rain is expected at 3 p.m. Then rain's expected to hit at four. Then rain's expected to hit at five and game time's at 530. Now all of a sudden rain's expected at seven. I'm like, no, no, no. So I show up. And of course, the other coach said the exact same thing. He's like, man, did you think it was going to rain today? I'm like, yep. yep. He's like, yeah, and it didn't. <laughs> and it didn't. So I'm ready to play. Right before I start, I get a dad that walks by. This is the greatest thing, Hannah. Dad walks by who had kids that were the same age as my older ones. And he's not there for his kids because he doesn't have kids that age anymore. He's there for like a nephew. And he goes, Chris, what are you doing? My coach at T-ball, he goes, you got a young one? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm doing it all over again. And he just looked at me with just this pity. You see, we went to Hawaii yeah, this he, one time. <laughs> he looked at me with this pity like, oh, you poor bastard. Like, that was like that's kind of how he looked at me like. You're going to do it all over again because I coached with this guy for years and now our kids are older and off the high school and I'm back. I'm back in T-ball. So my new rule was, because I got tired of it, is I told the kids there's a first base, a second base, a shortstop, and a third base and everybody else stands in the outfield. And you are not allowed <laughs> to get the ball unless it gets past those people that are in the infield. Okay. And if you play with the dirt, you get banished to the outfield. And I had so much fun banishing kids. How many like were just, in, how oh, many God. did you have out there? I was banishing everybody. Like eventually, it <laughs> was great was you this. Had first base and that was it? This system allowed parents to yell at their children. Okay. Because. They were getting disciplined. Because they would end up in the outfield. And then you would hear a parent go, you're in the outfield because you weren't listening to your coach. I was like, I have, I figured this out. This is amazing. But so, you're making it sound like outfield is a bad thing. Oh, yeah. Outfield is a terrible thing. Nobody wants to be in the outfield. What about these major league players? Yeah. Yeah. They're all kids that wanted to play the infield that weren't good enough. They're in the outfield. <laughs> oh, my God. That's how it works. That's how it works. What are you, what are you noodless? Everybody wants to play the infield. And if you're not good enough, you go into the outfield. That's how you it can, goes. You Even in Major League Baseball, that happens. Oh, Shortstop prospects end up as center fielders. This is how it works, Hannah. This is how it works. <sighs> you have to be talented to be out there, but you generally are moved from the infield to the outfield. Sometimes because of skill, sometimes because you threw dirt Throwing at somebody dirt. in T-ball. That's dirt. how it happens. Building relationships, supporting the community, and service. These are the things that Country Financial stands for. They're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through Evergreen Park. They're neighbors who lend a helping hand and support the fabric of your community, including charitable organizations, sports, financial education, and civic organizations. And since Country is already your neighbor, they want to get together and chat. Call your local Country Financial representative, Mike Thauer, today at 708 425 
1559 to talk about the things that are important to you and how he can help you protect them. He and I broke down and I got the vaccine. You did? I did. I'm so proud of you. Which one? Which one? Uh, the Cadillac of vaccines, the Moderna. The Moderna. That's, that's How did you feel? It. Are you on shot one? Okay. Or well, shot first, two? first of all, I want to explain why I got it because I know you're really on the fence. Well, about no, it. So you know what? A I big don't. Decision. You know what I don't like? I don't like being told what to do. Well, I don't either. I hate that. I, I typically don't do what I'm told. Yeah, I don't like being told what to do, and I've been very aware throughout this entire process of this pandemic that. I am at a much lower risk than an older person or somebody that has like diabetes. Dr. Beckman has said that to us how many times? Right. All these things. Right. And I've been like, I'm not in a hurry to get this. I'm really not. And I'm not going to get it because I feel like I have to get it for other people. Because as far as I'm concerned, if the vaccine works, then the vaccine works. Right. Like if you get it, you're protected. If you choose not to get it and you get sick and you die. You chose not to get it, right? And it's readily available to everybody. Yes. So I wasn't going to get it for that reason either. But I got to the point where I started to weigh, do I really want to get long COVID? No. Do I really want to get like like something where I'm dealing with something for months and months and months? And then I started reading stuff about how they're starting to find it. Like some people have cognitive issues after they get COVID. There are lingering issues after you come down with it. Yes. And then I started thinking, even if I just get regular COVID... Who's running the podcast? If I just COVID. get basic COVID. <laughs> just basic. Who's running just the podcast for two one. weeks, right? Like who's, I am. Who's run- yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the thought of you running the podcast made me go get a shot. That's exactly what happened, Anna. <laughs> thought to myself, like, Hannah could run the show for two weeks. Nope, I'm going to get in a shot. So I'll, I'll have Adopt-A-Pet specials and everything <laughs> oh my God. going yeah, on. <laughs> yeah, I was like, nah, it's not happening. All right, so advertisers will be dropping like flies. So, so... <laughs> So now here's the thing. So then to me, I was like, all right, if I'm going to get it, I'm getting the Cadillac of shots because the Moderna one is the most effective, right? And it also has not had the problems that the Johnson and Johnson one had. So when you look at all the stats, the one that is the most effective of all of them is the, the Moderna Cadillac. one. It is. It's a little bit more effective, just slightly than the Pfizer. But if I'm putting something in me, I'm getting the one. I got the most least effective one. Yeah, you got. <laughs> I got screwed. You got the Johnson and Johnson. You still got a 33% chance of getting COVID if you I actually I didn't get blood clots. So right. I, made it, I made it past the blood clots. So what I did is I, I used the thing that the village is doing right now, where you can actually go to Evergreen Park Pharmacy. And you can you can get yourself a vaccine. It's free, of course. And if you can't register online, you can call the village and they'll help you do it. So I learned about it because I was reading about that on the EP podcast, first of all. Secondly, I was starting to realize they had more shots than they had people. That's happening everywhere. Right. So then I was sitting there thinking to myself, like, look, for me personally, I don't feel like taking two weeks off. And I'm not changing what I'm doing. Like I haven't been scared now. I'm not, it's funny. You get the shot. It didn't really change my perspective on anything. And I still had the second one coming up. I get at the beginning of the month and that's fine. And they actually said, well, you're due on, uh, I can't remember what it is. That's Memorial Day weekend and I'll be at the lake. So I'll come get it three days later. And they're like, all right, cool. Yeah. Like, I mean, I was like, I, I'll get it when I get it. Like I'm right. not in a hurry. I'm not, I'm not right. worried about it, but you know what? I decided for me to get it. I'll tell you what happened, and that's the only reason why I'm bringing it up, because I know a lot of people have questions with it. I go in to get the shot, and the funniest thing is, like, you walk in, and right away, you're, like, expecting this to be a real serious affair, because it's the COVID shot. Of course, this is going to be serious, right? It's not. Like, I walk in, they're like, you ready? I'm like, yeah, sure. And they're like, sit out. Guy takes a little swab. 
like, you know, alcohol swabs my arm. And then all of a sudden I just feel like the tiniest little thing. Like he might've put the needle on the edge of my skin and he goes, you're done. And I go, what? Yeah. He goes, you're it's done. Very, like, I didn't, even, small I didn't even feel it. I didn't even feel thin. it. He goes, yeah, yeah, you're done. Yeah. I'm like, you gave it to me? He's like, yeah, yeah, you'll feel it later. The mosquito bite. It's crazy. I didn't even, I didn't even notice it. They make me sit around for about 10 minutes to see if I pass out or have some kind of yep. adverse reaction because most of us have had our vaccines. People my age, last time I had a vaccine, I was a kid, you know, I even missed this one that they have now for the teenagers that they give them for uh, the HPV. The HPV, that wasn't the around. That wasn't around when I was, uh, when I, I was I got younger. it when I was right. an adult. Right. I never I got, got that. it. I never got that. I was married by that point. All oh, right. If I get good. HPV, she's got some explaining to do. All right. So, <laughs> so anyway, I get the shot. And I would say a couple hours later, the arm was a little sore, uh, got a little bit of a headache, got a little tired. Yeah. Nothing serious. Right. You know, and I just kind of moved on. It was kind of funny. Like it's I was not wait- that bad. I was waiting for serious side effects. Yeah, it's not that bad. And I didn't get any. Now I hear the second time is brutal. But the, the thing that got it, it's me. It's hit or miss. Like my husband, he, he, he had nothing. He had nothing more than a sore arm. The thing that got me though, and I'll tell you this before we finish this off. The reason I ended up trusting it. Because I'm a very untrustworthy person. And trust me, this is not, I'm not telling you this because I think you need to go get it if you're listening. I am not, I I am never going to be one of these people that shame somebody into getting it or give somebody a hard time for getting it. It's your choice. Okay. This is your your life. Make a decision about how how you're going to live your life. I've always been that way about everything, not just COVID and vaccines and things like that. Okay. We, We are all put on this earth. We get a certain amount of time on this earth. We die on this earth. The decisions that we make are our decisions. They do affect other people. But it's up to us to decide what we're going to do. And for somebody to preach to you about what you should do and shouldn't do, I think, worry about yourself. That's just always been my own personal philosophy. I can't change it now. But it was when I read that when serious side effects have happened with all vaccines, the latest that they've ever found a serious side effect to a vaccine was about six weeks in. Yeah. And I got to the point where I was like, all right, we're four four months into this at this point. You could scrub the internet as much as you want to. There'd be one crazy person on Reddit pointing out something terrible that's happened. I couldn't even find that. Like I'm Google searching like worst vaccine effect. And I can't find nothing. I think you overthought this. Well, you know, but I, 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 that's what I do. Look, the first time I ever went out and bought a couch, I went out to buy a couch. First time <laughs> I ever had an unfurnished apartment. I'm out of college. I got my first job. It took me two weeks to pick out a couch. I went to every couch store and laid on them all individually and then when it was time to figure out which couch I want at the end, I went back for seconds on three different couches <laughs> to decide which thing I wanted to spend $450 on. This is how my brain works. But I, even my brain now has gotten to the point where I'm like, it works for me. I went out and got it. So that was my experience. I, I just wanted to share that because I think all you read about is either propaganda from one side and propaganda from another. That was my experience. My arm got sore. I've had a little bit of a headache on my right side of my head for a couple of days. It's been going away. It's mostly congestion. Right. It, you know, it's my body learning how to fight off or how to kill this protein because that's how the Moderna thing works. Yeah. My body's learning how to do something right now. That's fine. All right. I I, I am curious to see what the second one's like because everybody tells me when you take the second one, it's brutal when you take it, the Moderna it's hit or second miss. one. Like I said, my husband, he had uh, nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Well, they, that's the Johnson and Johnson. Did he have the no, Moderna? No, no, no. No, he had the Pfizer. I had the yeah. Johnson and yeah. Johnson. I'm the one that's going to get sick Moderna. and die. Okay, the Cadillac I, of vaccines. I got the what? Right. If that's the Cadillac, you I'm got the, the Yugo the, of vaccines. I'm the Kia. Right, you got the Kia of vaccines. <laughs> now Kia will never advertise on the EP podcast. Thanks a lot. Man. Imagine one day out of nowhere, you need your car towed. Who are you going to call? 
You have no idea. Right, because none of us think about that until it actually happens. So I'm going to give you a name, Dreamers Towing and Recovery. Located in Evergreen Park, Illinois, they will tow your vehicle, locally or at a long distance, at a very affordable price. What happens when your car needs a jump start? Dreamers Towing and Recovery. What happens when you're locked out of your car? Dreamers Towing and Recovery. You got a junk car, you don't know how to get rid of it, and you just want to move along and get some cash? They buy your junk cars. Covering the EP and the surrounding south side of Chicago, Dreamers is there when you need them with 24-hour service. Call them, 773-410-4549. 773-410-4549. Turn a sudden nightmare into a dream with Dreamers Towing and Recovery. All right, before we get out of here, I have another beer in my hand, and it makes me nervous because don't, it's don't, got habanero peppers in it. Don't be squirt. Uh, yeah, it, it's a New England IPA, right? This, this Correct. One, okay. So, it's open interest, and uh, everyone knows open interest. It's, yes. our, it's our flagship IPA. Yes. Our flagship hazy IPA. Yes, and you, mm, you have okay. been a big proponent over at Open Outcry of using peppers. In fact, your yes. brewer grows the peppers yes. himself. Yes. So he, he doesn't even go out and buy them in a store. From the moment these were seeds, they were in control of the brewer who grows the peppers and then puts them inside of the beer. So tell me a little bit about this one. What's the name of it exactly? And, and, and he dehydrates them himself as well. Wow. wow. Okay. So what, what's so the name well. of it? And tell me a little bit about it. All right. So this is a, so yes, Chris, you are right. We do do a lot of peppered beers. And that is because Will Turner, our head brewer, is very enthusiastic about peppered beers and working with working with heat and beer because it's a unique, fun experience. This is Open Interest, which is our flagship hazy IPA. It's 6.5% in alcohol by volume. Oh, my God. That's wow, spicy. Oh, I love it. <laughs> so I what's love cool, it. What's cool about this beer is that uh, Open wow. Interest, as you know, has all those juicy citrus notes. It's packed with Woo, hops that bring juicy it. citrus notes. <laughs> then, then he drops in chopped... Uh, jalapeno and a little touch of habanero to bring Ooh, that heat. A little touch of habanero. Ooh, the, to the back of my the, throat, John. The jalapeno brings a little bit of pepper flavor, and then the habanero brings the heat. And then I taste both. And then he added agave nectar to it as well to kind I of taste, cool. Yep. It. I never thought a beer would make cool me sweat. I feel like I just dr- had a good. drip of sweat run down the I side like, of my face. I like face spicy after drinking though. That. I really like spicy. This is a so. spicy thing. Is this a thing that beer it drinkers stays spicy in your mouth? Like, look. When I walk in, I have certain styles I look for. Yeah. Beer with a pepper in it is not the first thing I look for, but I, I will get adventurous and I will try one. Well, the okay. cool thing, what, Bill, what, what Will does with peppers, though, is subtle, right? Yeah. This beer is not about the pepper. Oh, I can taste it's the not pepper, a, it, though. It's there, but it's subtle, right? <laughs> There's heat in it. And this is, by the, by the way, one of the hotter ones he's done. the peppers. Yeah. Is this one of them, though? That, like, that's what I was going to ask you. Is, like, are, is there a group of beer drinkers... Just like there's IPA drinkers. Are there pepper beer drinkers? Like, yes. Do you have regulars that walk in to open outcry and go, what's your latest pepper beer? And they compare them to the other ones because they love this style of there beer. There are a handful of gentlemen in the Beverly Morgan Park neighborhood that when they see the post that we just dropped another pepper beer, I know that by, before the end of the night, they're showing up and ordering a handful of crawlers. So really? there, is a, there is a niche population for this beer. What's cool about this beer, though, is it's just it's fun. We see this beer ordered a lot in flights uh, just for folks to give it a shot and add a little fun to a beer flight. And um, and then you would be surprised on what the conversion rate is on that. That usually, in most cases, turns into a 10 ounce, uh, a, an order of a 10 ounce right. sniffer. Or they, grab, or they grab themselves a, gl- a growler and they bring it home because it's a. Yes. So listen, listen, 
This is the kind of thing you keep in the bar and people come over and you'll be like, you want to try to have a Nero beer? Yeah, you like, should. That's exactly yeah. what it's a, it's a conversation starter. It is. It's definitely that. But it's, it's definitely so that. good. And it's tasty. Hannah, though, is in love with it. I can see it I over am. here. She's like, <laughs> see, you can't, you know, take the girl out of the South, but you can't take the South out of the girl. She's no. like, spicy beer, this is what I want. We got the, we got the patio coming up soon. Yep. Right. And that'll be that'll be I launching a, soon. I need a crane. Yeah. Needs a crane. Get <laughs> him a crane. crane for crying out loud. Someone's okay? got a guy. And then you got to get out to Open Outcry Brewing Company, especially as the weather is getting warmer. A beautiful spot. Uh, really, really nice place to go hang out. They make great food over there. John's always walking around the place, making sure it's perfect. He is uh, he is a very present owner. I always seem yeah. to like the places where the owner is there because you can see the influence of the fact that the guy is keeping track of everything that's going on inside of the place, which I think is awesome. They're at 10934 Southwestern Avenue, and my friend, uh, uh, thanks for, for bringing over all the good beer tonight to the bar. As always, thanks for having me. Yeah, thank and, you. Uh, I uh, appreciate your time. Thank you. Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the nude is Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. Nudie's Basement, broadcast, basement, the Nudie's Basement, the Broad Basement. Launcher. The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at the eppodcast.com.